a backseat to the in the healthcare sector. And so I think there's a, a lot of, um, I think it's best now to look into the future and focus on what needs to be done to make this sector um, something we can be proud of. That is a tall order. That is the Auditor General, Bonnie Lissick. And um, what she's suggesting would mean changing the way we actually treat long-term care, which right now, if you ask me, is nothing more than warehousing the sick and vulnerable. And there's going to be another uh, report released tomorrow on long-term care. And again, it shouldn't shock anyone because it will tell us what we already know. And that is the province was in no way prepared to protect the people that needed protecting. And the minister on this file, Marilee Fullerton, is right. Yeah, her government didn't start this fire, but a pox on all their houses. Because no one wants to hear excuses right now. Right now, we are looking for solutions. Francesca Grosso is principal of Grosso McCarthy Incorporated, health policy firm, also the board chair of Patients Canada. Good to have you. Great to be here, Alex. So nothing, I think, in Bonnie Lissick. I feel like this report has just been recycled and then you throw in a pandemic. <laughs> we have heard this like many, many times. It's just staggering that nothing ever f- gets fixed. <laughs> well, can I just start by saying I kind of feel vindicated and validated because you've had me on this show so many times and you've been asking me, you know, all the media is buzzing around this for-profit, not-for-profit homes and what role that played in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I tried very hard to s- explain you know, that that actually that had very little to do. We have very, very long-rooted problems. And I have to say, you know, shame on the media because it, it went down the rabbit hole. And in doing so, it actually papered over a lot of the problems that I was really happy to see Bonnie Lizick actually um, gave some life to in this report. This is a person who's obviously focused on just the facts, ma'am. She's focused on value for money. And this for-profit, not-for-profit didn't even come up in the report, but she does talk about a lot of very deep-seated problems that have to be fixed. So I just wanted to put that on the record because Mm -hmm. there it is. Yeah, it gets very political in, you know, we've got to get rid of one and only have, you know, the socialized system. But I mean, I had a loved one in in the public system and I can tell you, it, it ain't anything to brag about. The whole system to me is broken and it's got to be, I think, demolished from the ground and rebuilt. And so how yep. do you, after this thing, start rebuilding so that it actually is a, is a care that has compassion, integrity, and protection? Right. So I think she really laid it out very, very well. And what struck me about her report is she was very careful to ensure that it, may, it was excessively clear that... We understand these problems are really, really, most of them long-rooted. She did, she did call out this, this government for a couple of things that I think we have to stop doing. For one thing, she did say that, you know, this idea of packing people up from hospitals and funneling them over to homes where they're congregate settings where, you know, you are having outbreaks just really, truly does not make sense. And I have to say, I am a bit critical because I see that that's happening to this day. I mean, I think there was an announcement made that they were going to, you yeah. know, you know, sending people on to homes. I think we got to get people to their proper home or to if they can go home to get them home as opposed to these congregate settings. She also... And, and just to your point on that, that was an announcement made today. And this yeah. is a... a, a, a big power given to hospitals that they can send patients from hospitals into long-term care right. without well, consent but here you have from, a, from a loved one. That's Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so here you have an auditor who's saying that was part of the problem. So that's a little bit of a, something that has to be squared. Um, the other big thing she slammed this government for was she said that there was a complete inconsistency. It was saying to homes, you know, you can't pe- people can't go to visit their loved ones, family caregivers yes. can't go. But meanwhile, they were staffing and they were sending people from home to home. This is a huge mm-hmm. problem. We have to fix our staffing system so that we are not sending people from home to home because it turns out they were spreading it. But then she goes into a series of all the very, very long-standing problems, and these are going to take a lot of time to fix, and these are not this government. This has been going on for a long time. The first thing that she talked about was the fact that, as you said in your opening, these are long-rooted problems. They are well-documented. Why is it after so many reports, she even quotes her own reports, she quotes mm-hmm. Justice Archie Campbell's report, and yet it seems like most of the good stuff was left on the cutting room floor, that nothing has ever been done, that recommendations by and large have not been taken up over the years. So we're talking decades. We're not talking, yeah. you know, two years. The second thing that she talks about, sorry, that's my dog who wants to bark at the neighbor. No apologies. The second thing that she talks about is uh, the fact that there seems to be an overcapacity in these homes, that while they're only supposed to have two patients to a room, uh, the ministry was completely unaware of the fact that sometimes there were three and four. So over capacity in these homes, she talks about, and this is a big one, and a lot of people who have loved ones in homes will understand this. You have people taking care of the most vulnerable, many of whom are not trained. Now, the government is trying to deal with training and standards for PSWs, and they're not all not trained. But 61% of the staff in long-term care homes are PSWs. And they are not regulated. So the government is now trying to move on that. But that is, that is huge. And the final thing that I think is really something that I don't understand why we couldn't get that in line is that infection protection yes. and control measures yeah. are not really instituted properly in these homes and they don't actually have access to the expertise to help them with that. So there was a lot of ad hocery and a lot of real bad practice that helped this virus spread. Yeah, it, it's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge when it comes to the inspections. It's like, oh, by the way, we'll be showing up Tuesday, and then the home gets all prepared for Tuesday. But the point is, we need a we need a rigid inspection system that is designed to fight for the the, the those who need the protecting, and not the person running the home or the or the entity running the home. But I did um, the takeaway. One of my takeaways, uh, as you kind of pointed to, is that you know, family is always the best advocate. Um, you know, you have to know what is going on with your loved one, and if you're lucky enough that your loved one can stay at home for home. Care, uh, then you're blessed. But if your loved one has dementia or some kind of a degenerative um, illness uh, going into yeah. palliative care, you have to be able to advocate for them and be there for them because you are the best front lines. Well, that's absolutely right. You've nailed it, uh, Alex. Uh, but I, I think that we also have to be consistent. And if you are going to have to limit, not not completely restrict, but limit visitation during these times, Mm-hmm. then you have to be consistent because it makes no sense to a person who's desperately trying to take care of mom and isn't allowed to go near mom. And meanwhile, you know, the cast of Ben-Hur is flying through the the, uh, mm-hmm. the long-term care home. That makes no sense. It's just wrong. 
So there's a lot there's a lot of work to do. I do think the government's trying to tackle some of these things. They made this announcement now on this new, uh, I guess it's some kind of college that they're going to try to uh, get some standards, etc., in training. Um, but there's a lot to fix here, and uh, it's it's taken us years to get into this mess. I, su- I suspect it's going to take years to get us out. Yeah, and it's more than just buying the talking points of the politicians. I mean, until you, until like yourself or, or myself, until you've had someone in one of these places, yeah. you just don't know what you don't know, and it gives you a whole different perspective. And it's a it's a fundamentally broken broken system. Francesca, I always appreciate your insight into this, and I'm sure there's another report, as you know, coming out tomorrow. So we'll keep an eye on that and have you back. Great. Take care. Thank you. Cheers. That is uh, Francesca Grosso, who's been following this and certainly knows an awful lot about health policy um, and, and the history of it in this province. And again, it's up to us. Stop buying the BS political spin. It's time for some action on this file.